Hi, and welcome to Local Waves. This is a four-part podcast created by National Museums NI in partnership with the Northern Ireland Science Festival, where we take some time out to chat to four people from across Northern Ireland who interact with the sea in different ways. My name is Claire Ablett and I'm Curator of Transport at the Ulster Transport Museum. Part of our collection includes boats that were locally made for particular areas around our coast. We felt that during this period of lockdown, when people are looking to get out into nature and explore our shoreline, was the perfect time to find out how people today are interacting with the water, how these activities help their mental health and re-establish that connection with the sea. At the end of each podcast, relax as we take a minute out of our day to listen to the sounds of our local waves. In this third episode of Local Waves, we speak to Nicole Morelli, founder of the Menopausal Mermaids, a sea swimming club based in the Portrush area. She talks about the many health benefits of cold water therapy and how sea swimming has changed her life. Hi, Nicole, and welcome to this episode of the Local Waves podcast. You're very welcome to the show. Hi, Claire. How are you? Thanks so much for uh, having me on. As I say, this is the Local Waves podcast. So the first question I want to ask you is where your local waves are. Well, I am blessed to have many beaches uh, around me. I I currently live in Portrush at the minute. So we have beautiful East Strand and West Strand in Portstuart. We've got Portstuart Strand Beach. We've got the Heron Pond in Portstuart. And sometimes we go as far as Castle Rock or Benoan. Anywhere where this beautiful sea will be. Uh, those are all beautiful parts of the Northern Irish coastline, for sure. Now, I, I was saying in the introduction that you are part of the Menopausal Mermaids. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Menopausal Mermaids are and how did you come up with that awesome name? Well, I am the founder member of the Menopausal Mermaids. We have been going strong now for two years. Two years ago, in September 2019, I had a hip replacement I was feeling pretty low and had been very active before that, but obviously not so active not then. So I just started swimming um, with a friend for the crack, really, and I think we lasted about two minutes in the water, screaming and shouting, as you do. You know, we just we just felt great. It just felt really, really good. So we came back the next day, and then the day after that, and the day after that. And then before you know it, you've got five or six mates joining you. Then you're starting a Facebook group. I think it was about January, there's maybe about 15 of us and we're just having a bit of a carry on. And I said, gosh, we're like, we're like a bunch of menopausal mermaids. And that name, everybody just sort of laughed and, and the name just kind of stuck because we are women of a certain age. <laughs> and um, So, uh, yeah, the name, the name just stuck. And it's, you know, it's, it's quite a, for me personally, it's quite a powerful name, you know. Um, menopause is not something that's really clearly talked about an awful lot but uh, it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of and if you're lucky enough to get to an age to reach that well that, that, that that's great that's very true are you quite strict about who qualifies as a menopausal mermaid like who can join the group oh we have a few menopausal men as well so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no no there's no uh, there's no criteria except just uh, skins only if possible we, there's, we don't swim in, in uh, wetsuits we're just swimsuits but we, we do have there's young and old. Yeah, we have a few men as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wide variety of, of, of women and men. So, Oh, that's awesome. Everybody can be a mermaid then. <laughs> Absolutely. A merman. Uh-huh. Totally. Exactly. So you're saying that you wanted to get into doing something active like sea swimming because of your hip replacement. What was it specifically about the water that made you want to do something in that area? 
I'd always been really active. I was a cyclist. I would go to the gym an awful lot. I was a high altitude tracker. And then I developed osteoarthritis, which obviously became very painful, still is very painful, and resulted in a hip replacement. So I couldn't do all the activities that I loved. I was on heavy medication as well. I just watching people going into the water, and it was kind of, it is a, more of a thing now, but a couple of years ago it was, it was becoming a thing. And I just wanted to give it a go. And for me, it just became a natural pain relief. You know, the cold just does something to my body, which releases me of, of my pain. I just, I, I just couldn't give it up. Can't give it up. You've become addicted to it now then? You've become totally addicted to it. And I've got my sister in with me as well. And also my brother. He has his own swim group in Port Stewart called the Hammerheads. Brilliant. And uh, last year he thought we were all clearly mad in the head. But now he, he he's in every single day. He can't do without it either. <laughs> I think... Um, yeah, I mean, it just makes you feel so good and it releases endorphins and, you know, there's just a, if you, if you can say in the 1st of December that you've, you know, stripped off and had a swim in the Atlantic Ocean where the water's about eight degrees, you know, you're ready for anything. <laughs> I totally agree. I think I have total admiration for anybody who can do it. As someone who has never done sea swimming before, can you actually explain exactly what's involved in a, a usual swim? Well, preparation is key. You know, you've got to have your hot drink for when you finish your swim. But yeah, I guess in the morning, if swimsuit on, most of us will have uh, dry robes or cocons or cozy mat robes to put on afterwards, get changed. You know, bring warm clothing. It's essential to when you finish your swim just to, to get you know stripped off and dried as, as quickly as possible and dress into warm clothing and get a hot drink down you. you bring bottles of hot water to rinse off cold hands and cold feet. So yeah, it's like a day's work sometimes getting prepped up to go. And then, you know, we never swim alone. There's always at least five or more of us. Um, unfortunately, due to lockdown and restrictions at the minute, we can't swim in the big groups that we used to. Last year was maybe like 20 plus every single day going in the water. But we've had to sort of cut it down. But there's so many of us now, we can, we can split up and some swim in Port Stewart and some swim in Port Rush at the same time. So hopefully all this is over, we can all get together again and have our usual big group swims. Um, are you saying about lockdown there? Have you seen a sharp increase in the uptake of it since lockdown began? Oh, incredibly. Absolutely. I think during the first lockdown, we had such beautiful weather and sunshine. A lot of people out and about and it was, yeah, started to swim. Um, There's a, a massive increase in swimming around the country now, uh, which is great. But, you know, there's, there's been a few, <laughs> a few mishaps as well we've heard of, but yeah, no, it's great. It's such a good thing for your mental and physical health. This is something about being outside, outside space and that cold water that just, I don't know, it just, just makes you feel alive. Yeah, sea swimming really has taken off in the last few years. I know even around my local area, there's several groups. I just, I wonder why everybody has felt so attracted to the sea, like they want to feel that connection with the sea again. And maybe is it sea swimming is quite an accessible way to do that? For me personally, I mean, it's still, it still fills me with fear and dread sometimes, you know, every time I, you know, take my dry robe off and about to get into the water and it can be blowing a gale, well, not blowing a gale, but you know, a bit of a wind chill and the sea looks a bit choppy, but, and you're walking in and it's scary and the adrenaline's flowing, but when you come out again, you feel 10 feet tall, you're absolutely buzzing. And for me personally, like I say, it's pain relief for me, but also it's just made me very calm. Um, 
I wouldn't be as stressed as I normally would be. And my, my family who also find the same benefits as well. I think people are just realising how beneficial the cold is, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, you could talk about it forever, really, how it makes you feel, you know. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I just find I can't, I haven't been able to swim today. It's a very rough, blowy day today. And I'm like biting my nails now. <laughs> you know, <it's> just, <laughs> I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, tomorrow will be a calmer day. Uh, so would you go out every day then or try to at least? Try to at least five to six times. Yeah, try and get every day. But yeah, try my best anyway. Unfortunately, obviously now it's winter time. Um, it can be a bit tricky, but sometimes we go. We would go to the harbour, maybe in Port Rush Harbour or Port Stewart Harbour, because it's calmer. If the actual beaches are a little bit rough, even if it's just a five-minute dip, just to get in and feel that cold water on your skin, you know, it's it's just lovely. So you're talking a lot about the the physical benefits, particularly for yourself, and uh, you've also touched on how it can benefit people with their mental health. Have you seen? not only from yourself, but have you seen that in the people that have attended the menopausal mermaids and how their mental health has helped and they're just their general well-being? And- yes, there, there have been women in the group who, who have um, suffered from depression, um, who've had bereavement of, you know, empty nesters, maybe separation of marriages or women who are isolated, they've maybe retired to the North Coast and haven't made many friends. And yeah, there, there are some women in the group who... I can see changes and there's something childlike about the water. You know, we all get in there and, and, and these are women that I would never, ever have met under any other circumstances, from all different types of backgrounds. And, you know, we have one thing in common, we like stripping off and getting in the cold water and jumping around like two-year-olds in, in, in the waves. It's just, it does become very childlike, but I have noticed some considerable changes in some women of the group. I know for a fact some women are off, medication for depression now and will make make every effort possible to get in the water somewhere no matter where they are you know because obviously we're the north coast here we um we get women and men from other swim groups um like so we're quite friendly with some of the donnickety chunky dunkers (laughs) and they would maybe we've gone down to swim with them and they've come up to swim with us and uh you know it's great like you know we get a lot of maybe People that have caravans or second homes in Port Stewart will send me a message via Facebook and say, look, come up for the week and kind of join you. And they just can't do without that dip, you know, and it's it's it's, it's great. It's great. It does sound like there's a real community spirit about the different sea swimming groups all across Northern Ireland at the moment. I think we all share a common imbalance in our in our brains to, to want to jump in the Atlantic Ocean or whatever ocean it is you know, in the first place you know we all have that thing in common um yeah I don't know we're all as crazy as each other I think uh, do you know how many groups there are in Northern Ireland at the moment not off the top of my head I know that there are quite a few um there's Helen's Bay there's Bangor obviously Donoghadee there's Seabirds in Port Stewart Obviously, we have the Arcadia Swim Club in Portrush as well, and my own group. There's a, a group in Ballycastle too. So, yeah, there's, there's quite quite a few. And uh, how many members are in your own group? Well, on our Facebook group, we have over 400 members. We have a couple of very busy WhatsApp groups. We have got a Port Stewart Time group and a menopausal chat group. There's about, I'd say, about 85 to 100 women that would swim regularly. I'd say there's maybe a core of about 30 of us that would swim every day. Wow. And I suppose the way it works 
is people can drop in and drop out. You know, they're not obliged to have to attend like a normal gym class would be like. Absolutely not. The sea is free, you know, and it's entirely up to you when you want to do it. Just don't encourage you to do it on your own. You know, always try and uh, have someone to spot you or, or try and come with a grip. It's much it's much better crack with a grip anyway, a few friends, you know. But yeah, the minute it's at least, um, at the most, probably about 10 or 11 that would swim. Socially distancing, of course, altogether. And uh, like I say, we're, we're splitting up the group, some in Port Stewart and some in Port Rush. Uh, what advice would you give to anyone who is maybe thinking of taking up seesawing but is a little bit unsure as to whether it's for them just do it just do it your first step won't be your last you know there's plenty of swim groups out there in your local area just you know find them on facebook there find them on twitter message them meet up with them you know it's you won't regret it it's so good it's just so good and just be safe you know look after yourself and uh enjoy it yeah because everybody talks about the the benefits of cold water immersion therapy, and but obviously there is a limit as to how long you can stay out in the water for before it becomes unsafe for you. Yeah, it's a real threat: hypothermia and cold water incapacitation. And you just got to be sensible. I know I, I set my timer when I go in, and at this time of the year, the most I'm in is about ten minutes. Whenever your body starts to feel amazing and wonderful and starts to feel warm, that's the danger zone. You've got to get out. You know? All right. So whenever you're feeling really good, then it's time to leave the water. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's time to leave the water. Well, that's what I do. And that's why I work because that's, you know, when you start to feel really, really good and enjoy yourself. That's the temptation that you're going to sort of maybe stay in far too long. And I have made that mistake and sort of suffered the rest of the day, been terribly, terribly cold. So you just got to, yeah, you just got to be sensible and set a timer for yourself. And even we have women that go in for two or three minutes and that's, that's fine. It's entirely up to you what you want to do, but you just, just got to be sensible and safe. Yeah. So everybody has their own limits then. Yeah, absolutely. And there's never any pressure on anybody in the, the group to stay in or stay as long as they want, just as long as you don't do it by yourself. And uh, I was mentioning earlier about the community spirit that there is amongst the sea swimming groups. Does your group have social events then from your group chats? Do you organise those as well outside of the sea? We used to have amazing social events um, before lockdown last year. Uh, it was great. We, we had a beach party at East Strand and there were husbands and wives and partners and kids and just a big picnic. We would have had cinema nights. We would have had dinners, lunches. Oh yeah, and we always would have had tea and coffee and cake after a swim. So that, you know... That's been really, really missed. And I know a lot of women relied on that company sometimes, you know, it was, it was a lot of some women have been isolated. And so it was, yeah, it was, it was sad to, to have to give that up. But we're slowly kind of introducing it again. Like we're bringing our own flasks and stuff. And so we'll have a, you know, a socially distanced cup of tea or coffee afterwards and a bit of a chat. And, and uh, we have a couple of fantastic bakers in the group who uh, <laughs> regularly bring along shortbread and cake. But yeah, I really, really missed that. Like we had a fantastic uh, Christmas party last year. We're not going to have that this year and we can't have our normal Santa splash. And so, yeah, those events will be really, really missed. It sounds that there's so many benefits to this beyond just going into the water for people who have mental health issues that you have a support network for yourself. Yeah, we've become very, very close, close grip. There's a lot of respect. There's no competition amongst us. We're all doing exactly the same thing. It's not like a normal sport, you know, where you maybe you, you want to be competitive and no one cares if you can swim or not. It doesn't matter. And we all look out for each other. And, 
you know, I've seen changes in women who were scared of getting into the water. We had a boat trip in September past and they're jumping off the boat and swimming to the Causeway Stones or underneath Carrickaree Bridge. And, you know, it's just, it's just been amazing. But I've, I've made friends in this group, but will be my friends for life. You know, I love that side of it. And they love that side of it too. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a life changer for me. That's amazing. I mean, that you've been able to set this up and the help that you've provided and the friendships that you've formed as a result of it is really a testament to how great it is to get involved in something like this. And I think the point you made about it's not competitive because people are sometimes put off, I think, from getting involved in a sport but sea swimming is something a little bit different from that. You're just there with each other and to be in the sea. And that's something that's quite unusual these days. It is. Um, but we just laugh. Like, I, I, I just laugh so much. And, uh, you know, you're running in there and you're squealing and shouting and swearing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, just, <laughs> um, you know, and we talk. Like, there's some heavy going conversations sometimes. You know, people, people open up, women open up. And uh, I've always, as my quote Paula McIntyre, one of our members, like, what's said in the sea stays in the sea. <laughs> that's very, very true, you know. But uh, yeah, that's for me and, and everyone else think that the friendships has been the best, the best part of it. So what are the future plans for the menopausal mermaids? Keep on going. Just stay safe and keep swimming. Hopefully we'll get to do a few more organised trips in the future. You know, we've, we've had a few tours, like Sabre Swam and Dunica Day and... Helens Bay and you know nice to have a, a little tour around places yeah and just hope that our group swims can you know continue on a bigger scale hopefully after we sort out this awful Covid business yeah just just and it's, it's growing and growing like I'm, I'm chuffed to say we get at least you know two to three members um, every week you know on Facebook and you know women turn up on the beach and go oh, I see you guys you know can I, can I join you sometime and, and they do it's great have you had one standout moment for you that's really made you realise the impact of what you've achieved? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, I suppose, yeah, seeing one of, the, one, of our, one of our ladies who, like I said, was petrified of the sea. And I remember her first swim, you know, she I think, got as far as her knees and that was it. And uh, last winter there was a charity event, uh, Swim Around the Lifeboat in Portrush. And she did it. She just jumped in the harbour and she swam front crawl round the harbour boat. And I remember watching her. I had my children at the time, so I couldn't go in with them. And, and But I remember watching her and I nearly had a tear in my eye. You know, I was just so proud of her. And she was so proud of herself too. It was just, it was lovely. It was really, really good to see her confidence just building. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice moment. That's amazing. And well done her. What an achievement. I don't think I could do that. Do you think that the reason why people are so interested in getting involved in sea swimming now is that there has become a bit of a disconnect between society and the sea? I don't know, really. I think I think just the benefits are getting out there. People are learning, you know, how, how good it makes you feel and how good it is for you. And I think it should be on prescription, personally. I mean, I you know, the, the changes I see in people's mental and physical health. My brother, who would have been quite a He's a businessman. He's under a lot of pressure. You know, he's, he's very, very stressed. I mean, he just like he's completely chilled out now. <laughs> you know, most of the time, anyway, it's had a real impact on him. I mean, that, that that can't be a bad thing, you know. And his business has been affected now with COVID. But he told me the other day, he said, you know, if I wasn't for swimming, so I couldn't handle this. So that's you know, 
that's that's I think people are, are starting to get that, and that's why swimming's it's been you know people are coming in the droves to take it up. Wow, that's amazing, and uh, certainly at the current time, people need something like this to help them to relax and also to be able to deal with so much stress that's going on at the moment. You're right. Like I say, when when we enter the water with the, with a group of us, there's just so much laughter, and you get slapped in the face of the wave, and someone gets knocked over, and you know you just you just you do you do laugh and. My laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, I'm feeling quite cross. I can't get out today, actually, now <laughs> talking about it because the weather's so bad. <laughs> but it'll be a bit risky. <laughs> We're all a bit cross. Yes. We can't get out today. Oh, you're getting frustrated just sitting in the house. <laughs> Go to have a cold shower, probably. <laughs> but that's not quite the same, is it? It's not. No, not at all. It's not at all. <laughs> With regards to the safety element that we were referring to, would you say there was a limit with regards to temperature or wind speed that you would say to people, it's not safe for you to enter the water today? Well, a day like today, I mean, it's incredibly rough. You just know yourself. We, we actually, one of our members will lives near the West Strand, so she will go out and about for a walk and take a look and take a wee video for us and put it on our WhatsApp group and say, you think too rough today, girls, we'll give it a miss or maybe today's looking good. The majority of us now wear safety floats as well. We've got brightly coloured pink hats so we can all be seen. Wear gloves and, you know, uh, board shoes as well, which are quite good for, for grip. But you just got to be sensible. You just, you know, if it looks if it looks daunting, if it looks too rough, then don't do it. We have, you know, the wind wouldn't put me off or the rain or, but, you know, you just, you just got to know when it's too stormy. And are there any beaches that you would say you would avoid because they might not be safe for sea swimming? I'm not really sure. I think I think around by Port Ballantrae there, I think it's great for surfers. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of riptides, but maybe not so safe for swimmers. But yeah, there's Port Ballantrae Harbour now. We would go swimming in there because it's nice and calm and it's actually very, very clean too. Most most of our beaches are very safe. Obviously, in summertime, it's best to go swimming where the lifeguards are. You know, uh, When the guards are away, then you just, just don't go in by yourself. Make sure you've got a few mates to go with you. Uh, so, Nicole, final question. As the focus of these podcasts is our local waves, I wanted to ask you, what would you say is the best thing about your local waves? Oh, gosh, it's just it's just stunning. We have we're just blessed with beautiful beaches here. And I, I, I don't have a favourite. They're all fantastic. We started the group actually on East Strand. So I suppose I have a bit of a soft spot for East Strand and Portrush. It's a beautiful, clean beach. But as is, you know, uh, Port Stewart Strand, Castle Rock. The water's very clean. It's great. Uh, we uh, follow a couple of apps, you know, to check temperature and tides and things. But no, it's just I don't. I can't. I can't say. I can't say what my favorite is. They're all fantastic. <laughs> We're just very, very blessed where we live. Very blessed. Okay, Nicole. Thank you so much for talking to us today and telling us about sea swimming and the benefits of it and how it's helped you. I have to maybe try it myself now. You've really sold it to me. Well, Claire, you're welcome to join us anytime. I'll even give you a I'll even give you a menopausal mermaid hat to wear. Oh my goodness, I am so old. It's worth it for the hat. I have to do it. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Thanks so much. Unfortunately, I have not had the chance yet to take Nicole up on her offer of a sea swim. Maybe I'll wait until it's a bit warmer, but I think you'll agree that sea swimming has had a major positive impact on the mental health of so many. If you want to find out more, check out the Menopausal Mermaids on their social media pages. 
In our final episode, we talked to Libby Keatley, who recently took up scuba diving and tells us about the sea critters and shipwrecks that lie under the water. Regular listeners of the podcast will know that this is Wave Time, where we listen to our guest local wave. So sit back and listen to the waves at one of the best-known beaches along the north coast, East Strand in Portrush. It was cold, windy, and the waves were messy when this was recorded, but that didn't take anything away from the beauty of these stormy seas as they crashed into the shore. The Local Waves podcast was created by National Museums NI in partnership with the Northern Ireland Science Festival. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review to help others discover it for themselves. To find out more about the Ulster Transport Museum and our collections, visit our website at nmni.com. <laughs>